You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, Happy New Year, and uh, thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, I want to talk to you tonight about becoming the fragrance of Christ. And so we're going to take our reading um, out of 2 Corinthians, the second chapter. And I want to read uh, three verses, starting with verse 14. And the first verse I'm going to read from the... Uh, New English translation. So this is verse 14. It says, But thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumphant processions in Christ, and who hath made us through us the fragrance that consists of the knowledge of Him in every place. Now, uh, the next two verses are of the New Living Translation. It says, Our lives are Christ-like fragrance, rising up to God, but this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. Verse 15, To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. In verse 14, when Paul is speaking here of the triumphant uh, procession of Christ, he's referencing something that was done in his time. And uh, in biblical times, when a warlord had been to battle and he had achieved victory, he would come back to his country and he would have a procession. And in this procession, it was made up of captives that he had taken. And also there were incense bearers that were in this procession as, as they came back. And it was a time of celebration. And uh, the incense bearers would release the, the fragrance of incense. And when Paul here said that uh, to some of us, we are uh, an aroma of, of life and to others, aroma of death. What he was referring to was in this procession that this warlord had, it was a celebration of his victory, that he would designate certain of the more notorious, um, perhaps influential captives that he had taken, he would designate them on a certain day to be executed as a sign of his victory and his dominance over them. But also, as a mark of celebration, he would also take a certain amount of the captives and he would release them that day. So when these captives smelt this incense, to some of them it smelled like death because they knew they had been marked for execution, and to others it smelled like life because they knew that they had been marked to be released. And so um, Paul here, when he begins to write in verse 14, um, he likens himself to one of the captives in this triumphant processional, that he is a captive of Jesus Christ. I think it's in um, Thessalonians, or no, it's in Philippians. It said, Paul said this, he said, I have been apprehended by Christ, or I have been captured by Christ. 
And so what he's likening himself to here is Christ is coming back in this great celebration of victory. And Paul is one of those who has been taken captive. Uh, one scripture in Ephesians, it says that Christ taking captivity captive. And uh, I think in Matthew, the Lord said that his ministry, one of them was to preach deliverance unto the captives. So Paul was liking himself as a captive of Jesus Christ, but he also was liking himself to the fact that he had been marked for life. And so he was liking this whole story. There's an analogy here. He says, I have been taken captive. And he said, I am in this procession and I have been marked for life because Christ has apprehended me. And then when you go to the next verse, in verse 15, uh, Paul goes a little farther, and he said this. He said, um, not only am I a captive, but he said he likens himself now to one of those men who is bearing the incense. And in the scriptures, uh, when you read it here, it's talking about, he said, that bearing the incense was likened to releasing the knowledge of Christ in the earth. And that's what Paul said. He said, I see myself as releasing knowledge. He said, I am an incense bearer. And he said, I am releasing the knowledge of Christ in the earth. And now this is really where I want to talk to you tonight about, because I think that it's going to hit home for a lot of us because uh, in the scriptures here, I'll go back and read this verse. He said, um, to those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom, but to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving fragrance. And so Paul went from being a captive and then he sees himself as a man who is giving knowledge. And we know that Paul did that through the epistles. But then he, he goes further and it, almost, it becomes inward now. And he says, not only am I just a giver of the knowledge of God, he said, I have become the fragrance of Jesus Christ. And can I tell you that there is a big difference between being a bearer of incense and releasing the knowledge of Christ and then becoming the incense or becoming the fragrance of Jesus Christ. And um, becoming the fragrance of Jesus Christ, it absolutely brings no satisfaction to our flesh. It's where we go beyond the flesh. We, we exceed beyond that dimension and, uh, you know, there's a lot of people today in the church that, that have all the outward trappings of being good people, and they are good people. But there's a big difference between being a preacher of the message and actually being the message. And this is the transition that Paul is pointing out. He said, it's not just the ability to give out who Christ is. He said it's actually becoming the fragrance of Christ. And um, 
if you think about it, one of the things that triggers memories in all of us probably as much as anything that we could ever have a memory triggered by is smell. And there's been those times where, you know, you just get a whiff of some aroma and immediately it will take you back to another place because that smell, that fragrance brings you into the knowledge of something. And Paul is saying this, he said, I have become the fragrance of Christ and uh, this is not an easy thing to become. Becoming the fragrance of Jesus Christ literally requires pouring out your life blood. It, it requires tremendous suffering. And when you get around people and we give out the knowledge of Christ, there, there, are, there even can be an outward uh, reception of Christ, but their lives are not really changed. And then when we become the incense of Christ, there's something about who we are that gets a hold of men and women and it begins to cause them to change. Um, this kind of ministry isn't a clever, clever ministry. It's not a ministry of, of even clever words or even revelation. It is re really releasing the essence of who Jesus was. And there were things about Jesus that he didn't have to speak. It was just being in his presence that changed things. And the Bible says this, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And over a lifetime of ministry, I can see in my own life how God has taken me from understanding that it's not the revelation of a message. It's not putting clever words together or releasing um, exciting dialogue. It's the spirit behind it. It's the smell of it. It's the incense of the Lord. And this kind of placing God is what reaches into the souls of men. This, when the smell of incense, hallelujah, the fragrance of God is in a building, it goes beyond everything else. I have been in services to where there was no great revelation. There, there wasn't great talent released or you, we didn't have somebody that was well known. And then all of a sudden, the fragrance of the Lord just began to manifest in the building and people begin to weep and people begin to just go to their knees. And it's not something that we ask the congregation to do. And, and when we look back and, and people will say, I just remember the presence of the Lord. That's who God wants you and I to be. That when people get around us. I remember reading the story of, of a great man of God, Charles Finney. And um, he spent much, much time in prayer. He was a tremendous uh, minister of the gospel. And history records this, that he walked into a factory. And without really saying anything, uh, people began to weep and people lost their ability to, to perform their tasks. 
and machines began to shut down and assembly lines became quiet and, and finally the manager of the place, um, people just began to get on their knees and it was without a message being preached. What was it? It, it was that Charles Finney was not just bringing the word, he had become the word. That's what was about Jesus, he became flesh. And that's why the Lord said that you and I are the body of Christ. And so the fragrance of God stops death. It defeats the power of death. And uh, I, I want to read you a passage of scripture. This is in the book of John, but it's also recorded in Matthew and in Mark. And this is the story of Mary, who was the sister of Lazarus. In verse 1 of chapter 12, it says, And Jesus, six days before the Passover, he came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. And there they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with Jesus. And then Mary took a pound of ointment, one of the other gospels says she took an alabaster box of very costly fragrance of spikenard and she broke it and she began to anoint uh, the feet of Jesus with her hair and it says this the house was filled with the fragrance of this ointment of this of this beautiful odor and then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him? He says, why was this not sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? And this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And he had the bag and he carried what was therein. And then said Jesus, you need to let her alone because against the day of my burying, She's kept this. Um, in the previous chapter is the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. And Mary was Lazarus' sister. And, I, and I've thought about this because Jesus said this. He said, she held on to this alabaster box for this day. And he said, she has anointed me with this fragrance, this costly fragrance. It was so valuable. And yet her brother had died just not too long before. And yet she never took that box. She never took that fragrance, that, that wonderful smelling incense. She never took it to Lazarus when he died. And she never anointed his body. So when the fragrance wasn't put on something that had died, when they got ready to, uh, Jesus was going to pray over Lazarus, the people said this. They said, Master, he stinks by now. The reason that he stunk was because there had been no anointing on him. Yet, a few days later, a few weeks later, however the time lapse was, when Jesus died, 
the Bible says that something rose up in Mary and she took what was so valuable to her. She took the box. See, she was the incense bearer at this point. She had the, the beautiful box and inside of it was the incense. But there could never be an anointing on Jesus. She couldn't take the box and just set it on him and then that would accomplish the purpose of anointing. There had to be a breaking of the box to release the fragrance. There are so many of you that listen to me and, and I can say I've experienced in my own life. We accept Christ and there's a call of God on us and, and we do many good things for the Lord and they're spiritual things. But the true purpose of God will never ever, you'll never anoint the body of Christ because nowhere does it ever say that when Jesus came out of that grave, he stunk. You know why he didn't? It's because somebody had anointed him with the fragrance that cost them everything. I think the reason that the world stinks right now, there's such a smell of sin, is because the church for so long has been the alabaster box and inside we've had Christ, but we've not touched the world because there's no brokenness. And we wonder, Lord, what are you doing to us? God, and oh my, this is a painful process. It, to go from an incense bearer to becoming the incense, is so much pain and there's so much suffering. But I can tell you this, that when you make that metamorphosis and you're no longer just the bearer, but you become, hallelujah, the message, that's when you change people. And I think that where we've been is the Lord has taken the church with all of her beauty. The, we look like the alabaster box. See, when you read this story, it doesn't say the box was expensive, even though it, it was made out of alabaster, which was a, a soft type of marble. It wasn't the box that was important. It was what was in it. And there had to be a brokenness for the beauty and the power to be released. And Jesus said this. He said, she's anointed me beforehand so that when death comes, it's temporary and it won't make me smell. I think God has broke the alabaster box in this hour. And out of it, hallelujah, is becoming this fragrance. And I believe that in this year, Oh my, we're going to smell Jesus again. Hallelujah. Because there are men and women like you all over the earth that listen to me, that you've wondered, Lord, what, what am I going through? And the Lord is saying, daughter and son, I'm changing you from carrying the incense to becoming the fragrance. And this is what Paul said. He said, we have become the fragrance of Christ. 
If you read in the book of Revelations, I think it's chapter 5, it says that in heaven, the four and twenty elders take their crowns and they cast them before the feet of Jesus. And it said they have golden vials full of fragrance. And it says, which are or which is the prayers of the saints. You know what's going to make us smell beautiful? You know what's going to release the fragrance of Christ in us to the earth? See, it's not, my goodness, we have more revelation of the Bible than man has ever had in the history of the world. We have more Bible schools, more uh, television shows, more preachers, more churches. And yet the church has not smelled good. It's going to take the fragrance, not the box. It's going to take the anointing. Then the Bible says it's the anointing that destroyeth the yoke. And I think this is going to be a tremendous year for many of you who have been through great pain and great suffering. But you came out not bitter, but you came out with the prayers. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord. I praise you, God. I thank you that you've kept me. And that, yea, though I've walked through the valley of the shadow of death, God, that I will not fear evil, that thou hast kept my feet from slipping. And that, Lord, thou hast been a shield and a horn and a buckler to me. And see, when that begins to come up out of your spirit, you know what's happening? You're not bearing the incense anymore. You have become the fragrance of God that ascends up into the presence of the Lord. And many, many times when I go to prayer now, I ask the Lord, help me to be a man that when I come to you, you smell me coming because the fragrance of my life fills the throne room of the Lord. It is this season that God has I think, broken the box, and now you watch. There is a fragrance going to fill the earth of the presence of the Lord, and it's going to be a tremendous time. Uh, I pray that this would have uh, helped you, gotten your spirit. You stay encouraged in the Lord, and you let God do his perfect work in you. I'll see you again next week. God bless you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.